0: All right, welcome to another edition of Look At My Records. Happy to be here with Derek Crumblebine. How are you, awesome, my friend? I'm good. How about yourself? Good. How's your day going? Good. Nice, kind of warm,
1: almost winter day. Yeah,
0: not quite winter day, but kind of. Yeah. We'd expect it to be winter because it is winter. This is a December episode of Look At My Records,
1: but not quite feeling like it yet. I'm grateful for the warm weather. I was pruning some shrubs today, and I only had to wear one coat, so that's always a good thing. That's awesome.
0: (laughs) I'm very happy about that. But let's talk a little bit about you instead of the weather and shrubs. (laughs) You're a musician. Primarily, you've been working on solo stuff recently. That's right. I was familiar with you in a couple of different projects before this, but... Right now, your main focus is solo stuff. What are you currently working on?
1: Currently kind of chomping away at a, a couple different songs that I've been working through. Um, I'll, I'll mix it and mix it and mix it and use my you know, self-pro- self-proclaimed uh, OCD-ness and just kind of hone in on a recording and just really tackle it until I get tired of it. And then I'll go back, listen to it again, and hear changes that could be made. So it's this is kind of like self-made uh, schedule or routine where I listen back and see the things that I can change with it or alterations I should make and then I'll, I'll start other projects in the meantime, and other songs, but then go back and it seems to be more natural that way and I actually seem to appreciate you know the the uh, qualities about the songs themselves that I really like. So.
0: And is this your first stab at basically going solo? You were in where well, you you were telling me you weren't actually in P.A. Angelo. Right. You were kind of collaborating with people in those bands. Have you done a lot of solo stuff in the past, or is this kind of a new venture for you?
1: You know, I've always started out like with a solo kind of mentality, and I'll start recording things and just you know I'll really like a song. Um, and then other people will start to gravitate towards it and it'll grow into something more, which I think is beautiful. You know, it becomes more a, a conglomerate between, you know, two or three different people and actually make something that would never have occurred on my own right. Um, so I'd say at this point in my life, I'm really just kind of doing what I've always done with a starting point, but then maintaining that, you know, this is my personal message and I'm owning that perspective. And, you know, I'm going to I'm gonna see that through and really flesh that out and create that atmosphere before, you know, I, I, I let anything else that I do be altered or changed into anything different. Although there's still other musical projects I'm working on with other people, and I kind of flesh out that side uh, of me. But t- Tell us a little
0: bit about those other projects, because, like I said, the thing I was most familiar with you was P.A. Angelo, but mm-hmm. I'm excited to hear about other things you're getting
1: involved with in recent months. Yeah, so far, the biggest conglomerate or collaboration I'm working on is called Peking, um, it's a three-piece band, we'll kind of fluctuate between instruments that we all play, and we just meet up, and as the songs occur, you know, that's, that's how they happen, and we, uh, you know, just sort of feed off of each other and see what we create together, um, but that's still very much so in the design phase, where we're working out material, so that's been, you know, slow but fun, um, and then my main focus right now is Gonzo Di Dynamo, which is my entire self-project. I write, record all instruments, all material. That's the thing I was thinking of. And the message, which I think is the most important. And if anything, the music itself to me is kind of just the atmosphere, the space that allows that, you know, a soapbox, I guess you could say, um, that allows that message to hopefully shine through in an unjudgmental way, in a way that can just be perceived in someone else's eyes. And really, ultimately, what I want people to get through, it, through most of it currently is that I want everyone to think for themselves, and you know, I want people to, Come to their own interpretation about what it really means to them and what sort of positive thoughts they can drive from that, and see what they can create in their own right. You know. So, peaking sounds like
0: it's a three-piece. Is it a band or is it more of a collective that you're bringing each bringing ideas to? Because I, you seem to kind of approach it a little bit differently yeah. than a band. It sounds more of like three people sharing ideas. Yeah, you know, it's it's hard for me,
1: too, to put a finger on it, exactly. Um, You know, at times, it does feel like a band, and, you know, we'll have practice sessions, you know, weekly or whatever, but um, I'd say we try to maintain no exact definition as to what we are, you know, we just sort of come together and let the music occur, and we all try to let our own personal, you know, musical interests shine through. You know it's it's a it's a fun little balancing act really because you know my background's mostly rock punk um but i do try to appreciate all genres of music and try to not define them in that way as they are genres or anything um but we all do come from very different backgrounds but i think it's interesting that we can all meet this middle ground and i don't know uh reach something that we all really enjoy even though it's so different like um my i guess he's the lead singer or other band member, collaborator, Tori. Um, his background's mostly hip-hop, rap, R&B. But he also likes rock and punk and things like that. So I think we all like the same things, but at different levels. So they all kind of meet together and balance each other out like some kind of crazy game of Tetris or something.
0: Yeah, that's really interesting to me because I'm also... I'd say even though I'm not a musician, my main focus my entire life has been mostly rock-based music. But then you do start listening to other things that kind of influence your tastes. Do you find collaborating with people like that influences your own solo work in certain ways?
1: Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it's almost like a conversation, you know, music in my opinion is, is a conversation. Um, so it kind of brings up just like a conversation, good thoughts or topics you never would come to in your own right. So, you know, it gives you things to think about and, I say, you know, adds depth definitely to the things I do in uh, my solo music.
0: So it seems like the way you approach music is very free form, kind of no rules sort of thing. There's Absolutely. nothing really confining you or whatever. Do you see that as entirely positive or are there some negatives to that, would you say?
1: Um, I'd say, I mean, I believe it's entirely positive because I just try to look at it with no no biases and... You know, no strings attached as to why a person would like this. Yeah. I want them to derive from it their own personal meaning or their own feelings about it and explain to themselves why it has value. Um, but, you know, that could be a negative if, you know, someone just listened to rock music and the only world that they would delve into is rock music. Then I think they're really kind of shutting themselves out from a whole another world, so... But yeah, could be a negative, I'd say it's a positive. Yeah, me too. I agree.
0: So tell me, tell us a little bit about the most recent stuff you've released and the solo stuff that you're about to release. What can people expect from it and what what can they hear? What do you think they'll feel also when they hear it? Because we're going to play a couple of your solo songs for sure. I'm so hoping just that. tell me a little bit about them.
1: One takeaway that every person who listens to my music will feel is liberation, is this sense of, yes, I can express myself. Yes, I can do the things that I believe in my mind, and my focus and my perspective is entirely my own, and all we really need is is legitimization. You know, if, if we had support and understanding from each other, then... That's the only thing stopping someone from from making a, you know, thousand dollar watch or buying a thousand dollar watch, you know. It's that perspective and the knowledge
0: behind it. But. Cool. We got a little ambulance in the background. Yeah. I usually just roll with it, though. Almost every episode has some kind of ambulance in it. Nice. You know, keeping nice. it action action packed. <laughs> so, what three songs are we gonna play uh, um, specifically? I think
1: we should start with the. A- The one I just released uh, this last weekend, I believe. Recorded it a couple months back. I've been playing with it, tinkering with it, you know, thinking about if it was everything I hoped it to be. And then realizing that that may never come, but the message is there. So I want everyone to hear it before they never hear it. So that's a song called All the Kids Say. I think we should start with that. Awesome.
0: And on that topic, because you do seem to like to tinker with your songs a lot repeatedly, it seems... How do you finally decide, okay, this, this needs to be it, kind of, you know? Because I've noticed that a lot of times, if you're really focused on recording and writing songs really intensely, sometimes it may never be done, you right. know what I mean? Right. Sometimes you have to say, okay, that's, this is what it is, this yep. is what the song is, and kind of move on from it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, definitely a balance, again. I try to share with friends know uh, new music and get their perspective on it you know and I expect absolute honesty you know uh, the drums are a little off or I wish I could understand your words better here things like that um and then when I get to a point where you know not that I let everybody entirely decide but if I feel really good about it and I'm sharing it with people and they seem to feel really good about it well you know then I know it makes sense in their perspective too so I think uh that is value but ultimately it just really goes off of how I really feel about it yeah and it comes down to that it's just a decision. And, um, yeah, you know, all the feelings that involve that decision. So, all right. no going back once the decision is made. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so All the Kids Say, that's yeah, the name the of the song. Say, yeah. And what else, what other two songs are we going to play uh, today? We'll play a little
1: punk one, Mark My Words. Nice. And Give It Up.
0: Tell me a little bit about Mark My Words and Give It Up before we play them.
1: Uh, Mark My Words, yeah, definitely my punk influence to shine through a bit more uh just my own um mantra i guess you could say uh just that i won't allow myself to become my worst enemy or allow myself to defeat myself or allow any outside perspective stop me from making the purest most genuine art and creation that i can make in this world so um and give it up is also a similar topic it's uh you know, there's this onslaught of, of biases that I say fly around consistently when you walk around in public or communicate with people, and how much talking about other people behind their back revolves around a person's day, and uh, how, how greatly I do believe that does, that does affect, uh, you know, my life or another person's life who has to experience it, who maybe doesn't live in that world, and how it can create a world of fear. And uh, it's more or less about. Sarcasm, but saying give up who you really are and you know, conform to an extent and live in this fear based, fear biased world and make that your ultimate perspective. And I do not believe that. So
0: awesome, they all sound like they have really powerful messages. So let's hear them. You're about to hear all three of these songs, all the kids say, Mark my words and give it up. That's it. Excited to share it with everyone. Here we go.
2: You've been fed, fed to
3: up in cellulose. I'll try more than.
1: Understand, but I want for you the most to see that you are in control of your fate and destiny.
3: with me and say it loud.
0: All right, we're back. We just heard all the kids say, Mark my words and give it up. Derek, thank you for sharing those songs with us. They were
1: fantastic. Guess what? Thank you for playing them. (laughs) I hope everybody liked them.
0: Happy to play them. And now we're transitioning to the second portion of the program where you pick some records from my record collection, and we're going to play them.
1: And what are we kicking it off with? Let's dance. But David Bowie <laughs> starting off giving uh, giving some good vibes, hopefully pumping your Sunday night energies up a bit. I mean Friday night energies <laughs> pumping up a bit. And then we got Mackie Boy, Mac DeMarco, She's Really All I Need. And then we're going to close it out with Parquet Court's Human Performance.
0: So tell me a, bit, a little bit about why you picked those. Uh, David Bowie, now that I think about it and you picked David Bowie after talking to you, Seems like he's probably a big influence on he, your creative process, at he, least. He always has
1: been. My mom's always been a really big fan of him, and his music's always been playing around since I was a kid. Um, the more I thought about him and his own music and the things he'd done, I mean, he's done tremendous changes, basically changed his whole musical identity yeah. many times, times. Yeah, yeah. And still hit the nail on the head every time he did it. Um, I think it's such a performance in itself. Um, and
0: that definitely seems like something you would completely embrace based on your philosophy to approaching writing songs and recording music you definitely seem to embody some of that bowie ethos would you agree
1: yes and thank you (laughs) (laughs) yeah um you know i think you know the um image itself is part of the performance as well and uh You know that affects the atmosphere and the message as well and what it all could mean you know if if somebody came to a show dressed as a clown that could mean something entirely different than if somebody came dressed in a suit and also it would mean nothing at all and that's ultimately what's most important is that the message should still stay the same no matter who's the one singing it and you know who the person is um it's their own personal message so it's it's their you know image and their definition of who they are that should take precedence. So Awesome. And next we
0: had Parquet Quartz or Mac DeMarco, which was second?
1: Uh, Mac DeMarco is second. Uh, and you're just telling really
0: me, yeah, you're just telling me you met Mac DeMarco I did, a couple yeah. years ago. I
1: met Mac at the Kung Fu necktie in Philly, uh, like 20, 2013, 2014. So yeah, tw- that makes sense. It feels yeah. like yesterday, maybe. Maybe more like, feels like a month and a half ago. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, he's a really sweet guy. He bought me a beer, uh, very genuine, you know, exactly like he appears to be, uh, online or at shows, very, very much consistent, which I think is awesome. Uh, but, uh, yeah, he's been a big influence in my life too, more or less in the sense that he does it all himself. You know, he records he his own music, he, he promotes who he is and I think he promotes realness and I think, you know, it's a good, good message.
0: He very much is who he is. And he, I always really liked how he kind of popular popularized his own image <laughs> for yeah. consumption of other people of just like, I'm just a guy that wears this hat, right. you know, with a yin yang on it right. that I found somewhere and, you know jeans that I get at the thrift shop and stuff and then everyone was like this guy's cool <laughs> yeah. this guy looks cool he like acts cool you know and to me that's so incredible because he just had no frills about it and he just did what he wanted to do you know presented himself as himself
1: Right. exactly I think took ownership you know he uh, he understood what his actions are and you know what he was doing and um you know, that's that should be enough. You know, if somebody's going to choose to wear one red sock and one blue sock and they should know, you know, you should know why you're doing what you're doing. And I think he does and he's very real with it. And I really, really like that. So,
0: yeah, remember when he invited everyone who wanted to come to his house in the Rockaways or yeah. whatever? Yeah, I didn't go. I regret it because yeah. now he lives in L.A., I think. Yeah, so I can't go. But I, w- I also was thought that was amazing Yeah. as well. So open to his fans right. and like hanging out with people, just being a real person. Yeah. And you picked that's from Rock and Roll Nightclub, the right. album, yep, right? Rock and Roll Nightclub. That's such a funny mini album or whatever he calls it.
1: There's so many fun songs on that record. Yeah. Yeah, I really like the atmosphere that whole album creates. And good recordings, you know, captures the quality of the song, but it's not as. Uh, particular specific sort of sort of sound you know I mean it is in its own right but it's not again it's not fitting into uh, the perfect pristine recording or whatever what what someone may expect and I think that's why it's so excellent
0: I always thought it was cool on that record he kind of like changes his voice a little bit in certain tracks where it's not like his natural singing voice but he kind of wants to try something different you don't see many people doing that yeah and then wrapping it up with Parquet Courts yeah, Great courts. album, Human Performance.
1: Got those basketball shoes on, playing ball in the parquet courts. <laughs> uh, yep, we got Human Performance. Uh, really good lyrics. Uh, catchy. Um really like the uh, room, uh, that sound that they seem to have captured. And uh, I think they just, again, do them really well. So,
0: Yeah. I remember the first time I heard them and being immediately drawn into their sound. Very aggressive and in your face at times, but again, just doing their own thing. Yeah. So great picks. Thank you. Derek. Whoa. (laughs) Great picks, and we're going to hear them right now. I hope you're ready. We've got Rock rock and roll music coming up. David Bowie, Mac DeMarco. And Parquet Courts will be back.
2: suspicion no hesitation believing through the eyes of sure adoration To a memory. Busy apartment, no room for grieving. Sink full of dishes and no trouble believing that you are leaving. Mid sentence tremors, mind at its weakest. One way of shaking off the thought.
0: Back here with Derek Crumblebine, having a blast, rocking out, listening to some of the best music ever: David Bowie, Mac DeMarco, Parquet Courts. Wow, yes, a lot of fun. Had a great time with you, Derek. Agreed, you too. Unfortunately, we're coming to the end of the program. Tell us what's in store since the year's wrapping up. We only got like a month left yeah in 2018 what's uh, on the agenda for 2019 for you
1: well I graduate in a month uh, congratulations thank you very much very happy very excited very multiple feelings but mostly excited happy ready for what's next I intend to do more of my own work doing garden designs awesome maintenance things like that um and you know of course continue with my music and uh, the space that I've created for myself to do that, uh, that's more or less why I make money <laughs> to keep creating art. So uh, I'm just going to keep doing that and hopefully continue to get better at it.
0: So do you see yourselves do- self doing more singles? Are you going to put together an album, an EP, anything like that of stuff you're currently working on?
1: I'm thinking I'm going to keep releasing a few more singles. Um, with the kind of perspective of their albums and their self, you know, the singles are very interesting. Supposed to be taken in that light, um, and then at some point, maybe releasing a compilation of those new releases, but also an album in the works as well. Oh, so.
0: cool! So a lot to look forward to for 2019. Any gigs coming up? Uh,
1: yeah, I've got January 21st at the Century Bar in Philadelphia. Awesome. Um, playing with the Russells and they are sick two-piece rock and roll band uh they're called the russells because they're a kurt russell themed rock band <laughs> and uh <laughs> it's just uh it's just the aesthetic uh, some of the words are too but it's awesome it's so much fun it's like your ears hear the music and it's like you see the movie and it's it's pretty wild time so yep wow i'm gonna check them out
0: sweet that's awesome that's cool. So January 21st at the Century Bar in Philadelphia. Great city. Yep. Sounds like a great bar, too. Yeah. And we're going to wrap up the show with one more song of yours. Tell us a little bit about this track
1: before we let everyone at it. So You Can Learn, it's called. Um, recorded this uh, probably sometime last year. Um Play with a lot of new ideas, a lot of new techniques. Uh, I play in a different tuning, and that's kind of, was the first where I really started to figure out a unique sort of sound, in my opinion, with it, and something that I really seem to love. Uh, the lyrics itself are about kind of feeling stagnant in a place, uh, relationship-wise, and, uh, you know, not really, not really giving yourself time to heal, but just sort of understanding the pain that you've already dealt with. And flipping it to a positive in a sense or, you know, using it so that you can move forward even though it's sort of painful. Um, but yeah, it's more or less about that and moving forward from past relationships and, uh, you know, maybe defining some of the flaws of those people in the past relationships as well. But mostly a personal introspective, uh, you know, sort of self-help guide that I hope uh you know someone else can just listen to and say, Oh, this is rock. (laughs) Learning from your experiences, right? Taking
0: away those lessons that are important to grow as a person. Yep. Right. It's great message. Great message. So thank you so much. Man, where can everybody listen to these songs aside from this episode of this podcast? Where can everyone find out
1: more stuff about you? Uh Bandcamp.com. You just look up Gonzo slash D, Dynamo, uh, Facebook as well. It's all on there. Um, you know, send me a message. Check it out. Let me know what you think. Um, if you're a musician as well, share me your music as well because it's always good to, you know, hear what's up, hear what's around.
0: Awesome. And all those links will be included in the post with this episode. So if you're listening, just refer back to the iTunes listing. Or the Facebook post. I got all the info right there. Conveniently located for you. Derek, thank you so much. It was an absolute pleasure to have you on the Twice program. You. Thanks for having me. And we're finishing the show with You Can Learn. Everyone, take care of yourselves, learn from yourselves.